Welcome to another episode of Rich in Relationship. And today I am thrilled and honored to have a personal friend of mine on the show, Pastor Jung. How are you? I'm pretty excited to be here and, um, you know, really looking forward to having a great conversation with you. Yeah, and I'm excited to have you and always thrilled to see you. And folks, today what we're going to be talking about is spirituality and like why should we care about spirituality what is it how do we apply it to our lives and what can the benefits be uh and not just in the area of relationship but in the areas of life in general right so i think you know to to fully understand spirituality i i guess we'll just start from the beginning um you know my spirituality initiated or grew or sparked when I was uh, in youth group, when I was young. Uh, my father happened to be a pastor and um, there was lucky, a lot of experiences. Lucky guy. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, good and bad because uh, being a PK or a pastor's son comes with, you know, goods and bads. Like um, definitely a lot of pressure that you don't need when you're young. Um, there's this like sense of trying to live up to something. And um, me being from the Korean culture, there was a lot more of that. Just like, you know, all Korean parents want their kids to go to Harvard. It's uh, so there was this uh, expectation and it was hard to meet. And um, but, you know, along that journey, I discovered my own spirituality, um, my own faith. I started to nurture it myself, uh, reading the word of God, which is, I think, you know, one of the key foundational things to continuing to build your spirituality. Uh, it's a guide and it definitely helped guide a lot of my life. Um, I've pastored and uh, done all different types of ministries in my life. And now, um, now that I'm a little bit older now, I've transitioned also into, you know, being a businessman and stuff. And um, yeah, and that carries with it a certain amount of responsibilities. And my spirituality uh, continues to evolve. And I don't think it kind of just stops growing at some point, just because hope, you get saved. I, I hope not. Right. Hey, so I, right. have, I have a question. Given that you grew up in an environment with high expectations about spirituality it sounds right. like you got past that right like right. like i grew up in a household where it was expected that i was going to be a lawyer and that was the last thing in the world i was ever going to be and and i didn't <laughs> and i didn't but for you uh -huh. you somehow got past that it sounds like somehow your heart uh, got plugged in so how did your heart lead you into you know coming out of this environment and becoming a pastor um well being a pastor like i don't see it as an occupation I've always seen it as a calling, Rich. Like, you, you, it's not a W two. It's not employment. It's um, for me, it's just the way of life where you're always kind of looking out for other people. And a pastor is not someone who has it all together. You know that, Rich. It's um, it's it's someone who you know literally takes the time to call someone and to to say, you know, how are you doing? And and that's how you know, like our relationship grew. And like um, you know, we have friends that we connect with, and that's one of the keys to you know, making, you know, allowing our friendships to continue to nurture each other. Like they say, iron sharpens iron. You actually got me a hat that said iron sharpens iron. And I love it. Um, Rylan, actually, my son wears it more than I do. But anyways, uh, uh, just I think there's this idea that spirituality is like this event or something that you do meditatively in the morning or something, but it's not. I think you just carry it with you throughout and um, and the expectation part, um, you know, being a pastor, like I said, it's not um, it's not a job, it's a career. It's just something that, I mean, not a career, but it's a calling. That's something that you want to do. And, um, you just have it inside of you to care for other people. Um, and 
that even that compassion and that love and that grace comes from God. It doesn't come from just my ideas. Uh, you know, as you plug into the source for me, which is Jesus Christ, um, he continues to, you know, develop and help me to see the things that I need to, you know, correct. Um, it's, it's a cadence in my life where continually I'm, you know, um, grateful. I think that's one of the keys to the spirituality that um, I've experienced or that I've learned is that there's this constant sense of being grateful. Uh, I'm learning lessons every day with my son. Um, gratitude, my, gratitude right. is really, really important. You know, you said so many things that are important uh, that I, I just want to call out. The first is I love the way you said it's a calling. Like there's you, there's a purpose or a fulfillment right. that happens for you in doing this. And a lot of the work that we're doing with people right now is about helping them find their right. sense of purpose or mission. Right. And then another thing you talked about was how a part of that calling, you know, it's just, it isn't that you do everything perfectly. It's that you're connected to people. And I think for those of us in the audience who are not necessarily religiously affiliated or may even be ambivalent right. about the idea mm -hmm. of a higher power, I think the, the broadest definition of spirituality that we could use is connection connection to right. the wider connection it could be connection to nature it be, could, could be connection right. to the earth connection to the universe you know whatever however you want to frame it but spirituality is about connecting and how we connect that's uh, a great point um i do want to mention something not to show off my like uh uh biblical knowledge or anything like that but um if you look back in history and you you, you can you can search it and research it but one of the things that made christianity um, for me, that's just something that, you know, has been, uh, I adopted that as my faith, but Christianity, one of the things that, and I'm trying to just see the lesson here, not, you know, like promote one, you know, type or brand because it, you know, that's not what it's about, but, um, Christianity was respected or came to be respected because a lot, I mean, when the time back in the days with, you know, like the Roman empire was, uh, you know, controlling and ruling over, um, you know, that part of the world. And uh, a lot of, I remember there was, um, I, from what I learned from my professors and stuff, there was, uh, you know, a lot of people were getting sick. There was some sort of uh, a disease or a plague that was going around. And one of the things that made Christianity so attractive to people who didn't have any understanding about God was that they cared for one another. They were the ones that went when people, you know, it's kind of ironic, but we have a pandemic going on with COVID, you know, people wear masks. We don't want to get anything. We don't want to catch anything. And at that time, it was kind of like that where people were getting sick and they were dying. But the ones that actually went into people's homes that, you know, made them the food and took care of people were the Christian brothers and sisters. And that's mm -hmm. how it became such a, um, a powerful message of how, you know, like the spirituality um, encompasses like, you know, care for one another and also, you know, looking out and uh, having that connection with one another. I think that's a really key point of how my spirituality grew because um, one of the things that um, when we go out or when we like, you know, hang out or have breakfast, like everybody accuses us, you know, like my wife says that I'm, I'm like the, the town mayor and you, you too, you've gotten that too, but we, we just have this, um, um, like I said, calling our purpose where we just want to initiate and talk to people. We have this like really sixth sense or like a really sensitive uh, understanding of maybe like someone's going through something. If they say something back, we're like, you know, um, tell us about it. Right. And then it leads to it's, it might not be like the most intimate thing, but it leads to conversations or a little word or, you know, when you leave your tip and say, you know, God bless you, we'll pray for you. And it allows people to feel like their day got better. And I think like it's so simple as that, but spirituality oozes out of people when it's done right. 
Mm -hmm. You know, there's that the positive energy that lifts up people. So it isn't any kind of connection. It's an empathetic connection, a caring for sure, for sure. investment yeah. in other people. And yeah, but it, that, it doesn't have a motive sense. though. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but it doesn't have a motive. Like it has to come out of just the, the genuine goodness of your heart. I think that's key. Um, you got to check your motives because if you're doing it for something, for me, that's not, you know, that's not motivating for me. It yeah. has to be done Napoleon Hill wrote this book, Think and Grow Rich, which is like uh -huh. the touchstone of many entrepreneurs. And, and it's very uh, atheistic, non-theistic. Right. One of the things that Napoleon Hill calls out is that uh, he's all about, if you're going to pursue a desire, it, he says uh -huh. it's really important that it not be at the expense of anyone or anything else, mm. you know, which is that it's that same idea yes, that yes, at yes. the very least, it needs to be not diminishing others. Right, right. I agree with you 1000%. Yeah, um, that 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 is a key component of why my spirituality stays strong. It's because uh, I try I guard it and I keep it pure. Um, not so I can get something out of somebody. It's it's genuinely just, you know, to be good. Um, also, as a business owner, I have to care for a lot of employees. And uh, for me, um, motivation, because, you know, everyone's kind of weary when you're working for someone like, you know, what kind of a, um, you know, leader is this person? What kind of a, uh, you know, like a boss is this, this guy? But, you know, when you get to know me and you realize like the number one thing that I care about is you like, and that's the key to becoming successful in any kind of business. You definitely have to care about the people who have entrusted their time, energy, and resources of, you know, trying to work with you to do business. Um, you have got to show them that type or that level of respect. The, the benchmark of a successful business as it's, as it's touted by society and by business right. is financial success. But it sounds like you're talking about something more than that. Well, spirituality, it's just losing into the business world of uh, what I do. And people can't help it. Like, you know, they, they like how, how does spirituality meld with your business, for example? First of all, I do not go talking about, you know, Jesus or the other side and try to convert like, I, you know, all of that. That thing that you know the the church thinks is spirituality is not what is right, so it's not, not about religion. Right. It's not about religion. It's about practicing your values. Exactly. And that value to me, they got to know, oh, you know, my my CEO, my 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 boss cares about me as a person more than anything else. And something in his value system is causing that. And I want to know what that is. And they ask me sometimes. And it's just how, like, how does that impact yeah. your bottom line? How does that impact your margin? Um, the growth of the business. I'm telling you, Rich, you know, uh, spirituality. Um, I, it can't be an indicator of whether you're doing something right or not, right? Because you don't want it to become um, like a, a like a ledger or like a, a religious thing where you're trying to, you know, count tallies and stuff like that. It's not. It's not like that. But um, bottom line is wonderful. Like, you know, uh, I, I went from, you know, like there's that, you know, silly Drake song, which is like we went from, you know, zero to 100 real quick. For me, you know, working previously, I've had many different jobs, uh, jack of all trades, uh, you know, even done law enforcement and when that was, you know, that's like, you know, even with overtime, maybe like what, 70,000, 60,000, whatever it, you know, was to now, you know, like, you know, doing incredibly well. And, and all of that was because of, you know, this idea that you take your spirituality with you and your values and you just keep putting it into everything that you do. And, um, and it's not about, you know, like trying to take over things or, you know, try to suppress people. I have people working for me that are from everywhere 
and you know just every race and it doesn't matter and every um, lifestyle and we accept and we love and we treat them with such respect that you know they say you know it's wonderful working with you and it sounds think, like spirituality as it applies to your business has to do with caring it has to do with being non-judgmental of other people's choices sure, sure, sure. has to do with supporting them and but you i think i'm still missing the key part let me let me break it down into small pieces Sure. How much has caring and being non-judgmental and putting the well-being of your employees on the front burner diminished your business? None whatsoever. It's a trick question. Um, it's, it's multiplied my business more than tenfold. Actually yeah. multiplied your yes, business. Exactly. That's the whole, so the whole yes. point is that when you run a business where you really care about your people, uh, what, ha what happens? And, and you know what's crazy? Um, you know, the gospel always penetrates and, you know, just interrupts, you know, my thinking. Um, I, I guess it's just part of my, you know, like my logic or the way that I, I, I grew up. But, um, you know, that's how God, you know, shows love to me. Um, I don't want judgment, you know, from him. I, I want to be, you know, cared for. Um, you know, it's recently. I've, rule. It's do unto others. <laughs> right. And recently I've, I've discovered, like, you know, I, I, I would protect my son. Um, you know, from anything like, I, you know, just a made up scenario. But if a pit bull was running towards my son, I would jump in front of it. And I'd rather get involved than let my son get hurt, right? Like, every parent would have that kind of a heart. But for me, like, I've been discovering, like, you know, if I have a heart like that for my son, and I am not perfect, how much more is God who is perfect? And how much would he, you know, love and protect me? And so when, when you start to grasp that and you get the sense of gratefulness of how God and you understand how much God is actually caring for you and protecting you, then you just share that and you let that spirituality ooze out into your business, into your, into your employees. And, um, you know, like I have over a hundred employees and like to show that kind of love and care, it just has to come out. It has to be kind of like um, carried or, what would you say? Like, it has to be, there needs to be something that like, you know, allows it to be transferred. And that is spirituality because mm -hmm. you can't hide that. Like, you know, you can't hide your demeanor. You can't, you can't be rude and, you know, say that your spirituality is, you know, like healthy or good. Like, and I'm not saying that you're not, you can't be perfect. I mean, you have to be perfect, but the point is like, there's this natural thing that this like attractive being that pulls you to goodness, to, to kindness, to, to caring for others and stuff if your spirituality is on track and like, if you're connected to a positive source, you can, you know, share that positivity with others. Can we change the, to a slightly different, but related topic? Sure. For a second? sure. All right. Mm -hmm. So let's go to an area that really challenges some people. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, and that is personal relationships. Okay. Uh, let's talk particularly partnership, loving relationships. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, what I know from, I work with a lot of people who are seriously right. challenged in their loving relationships. Right. And right. Um, they, right. they claim to have spirituality in their life in some way, shape or form uh -huh. at, at different levels. Like I get them at of all course. different levels. Yeah. I get people who are super, yeah, yeah. super engaged, yeah. people who are somewhat engaged, people who used to be, but don't think about it much. I get the whole thing. Right, right, right. So the whole how, can, how can a focus on spirituality impact your personal relationships oh god ones but i'm not talking about like your day-to-day -day affairs the ones where people know your buttons and they know how to push them oh uh, for me i can only talk about my experience because i think that's that's powerful right because you talk about what works for you um i'm still married and 
I You're a lovely woman, I might add. <laughs> of course. Uh, but I don't want to be one of those pastors talking about how hot my wife is, because I think that's nonsensical. Or like, you know, really juvenile. I had to throw that in there because there's too many young. No, but I'll know, do it for you. Like this is, I'm gonna tell you folks, <laughs> this is an intelligent, charismatic, gorgeous, caring, uh in emotionally intelligent, deep thinking human being, and an excellent mom. Um, and what, from yeah. what I hear, a really good wife. She's, she's the better half. And, uh, um, it's, it's, I think this is critical. Like, um, for me, um, I know it's easy to say, you know, like put others first. I know it's easy to say honor, you know, your wife and all that, or, you know, to, 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 to respect them and all that, like words, words are so easy, but for me, like, you know, like every time I connect to God and I have my time of spirituality where I'm recharging, it's kind of like your iPhone. As I'm recharging and I spend time, I, I realize like, man, like the way that God loves me, I need to love my wife so much better. And if you have that posture or that type of spiritual, like, um, um, how would you call it? Like, uh, it's that spirituality that keeps like motivating you. Um, that just helps me a lot of times when, you know, things are not going my way. Um, mm -hmm. Like when it comes to financial decisions or big things like that, I need my wife's approval. Like we have to communicate, even though I want to do certain things with my, even my own resources or with things that I've earned myself. So like those times can be frustrating. It can be frustrating, you know, on, you know, you know, the way you want to parent, like, you know, you have an idea of how you think, you know, your parents treated you and you think that's great. Um, and then, you know, your wife doesn't have the same ideas, but through it all, like we're human beings, we, we, we might, you know, have that, you know, like back and forth or whatever, but in order for a relationship to, you know, really stay healthy and to, to really, you know, do well, you, you, you have to have something where like, it's the spirituality is keeping you on the right track. And so whenever I think about God, I always realize and I get grateful. And because of this, it causes a chain reaction where I understand my wife and I want to treat her better. So that will continually go in a, a vicious cycle for me. And that allows us to stay married, to forgive, to love, and to, to overlook our shortcomings. Um, you know, we're not perfect, uh, you know, and yet, you know, that allows us to continue to, to grow. And as I became more mature and as I became, you know, um, and I understood relationships more and, you know, recognize different personalities and stuff, like we might not have, like, everything might not be perfect, but it's your attitude and the way that you, you know, um, go about it. That's everything. It's like, um, you can't change everything, but if you change your attitude towards it or the way that you see something, that perspective is going to go a long way in um, helping you to continue to, you know, strengthen this thing, you know, called marriage. So and, much there. That, like, I'm going to break that down for the audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, just going back to the beginning of the conversation, you know, we're talking about spirituality. Spirituality, we've talked about in the context right. of our connection, our connection right. to one another, our connections or whatever we see, right. the greater right. good or the wider universe or God or whatever you want to call yes. it. Seeing. Um, and what I, uh, we talked about also about how the importance of, values uh and also uh, i we kind of touched on a sense of vision or right. mission as part of your spirituality like where are you called what do you call right. to where do you feel right. like you're going and we talked about what that how that shows up in our day-to-day -day life we talked about it in business and now in marriage we've gotten into kind of the juicier stuff which is where some of the conflict 
right. is more likely to happen, though it can certainly happen in those other arenas. Right, right. And, and part of this is, uh, in addition to knowing where you want to go and letting that guide how you move through your emotions versus right. your emotions moving you, you know, having that sense of where you want to go and what you're going to do with those feelings. Uh, there are spiritual practices, which you actually, you actually touched on. There are spiritual right. practices that can help you with that. In this show, we've talked a lot about um, mindfulness meditation and prayer as being scientifically proven to right. help people sure. uh, stay in the more rational part of their brains. Right. Contrary to popular belief, spiritual right. practices help you to be more rational, yes. you know, yes. uh, not more emotional. And uh, that, that is part of what helps you. Like in those moments where you have a disagreement about child rearing, which you brought right. up, you know, right. it, it, instead of going, da, 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 my mom and dad, and how could you, you know, it's it, when you have those regular practices in your right. life, you're less likely to go from zero to 60 and more likely to catch yourself and remember right. what it is you're creating together. And that something better might actually come out of the conversation. Can I add this, Rich? And I think it's important to put as a disclaimer because um, there might be other people who, you know, um, you know, on your, you know, influence of, uh, or your community that you reach out to and be like, you know what, um, you know, I'm Christian and you know what, I, I live by the Bible and all that stuff. And yes, it's absolutely true. Everything for me is, you know, from that, that's the foundation. But I do want to preface this one really important key that has helped me to maintain my spirituality. Mm -hmm. it's, it's not, it's, it's, and I'm going to, you know how people love keys. I'll, I'll give you a key. One of the keys to maintaining a good spirituality is to resist the temptation to weaponize your religion or weaponize your knowledge of the religion of, of, of religion. So or weaponize okay. your child or whatever. whatever it is. Yes, yes, exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's like um, you know, being law enforcement and all that stuff too, like I have this ability. Um, as you know, you're, 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 you know, really great in martial arts as well and all that stuff. We, we can, we can, we can attack, we can, we can overcome. We can do all that stuff, but I realize that the greatest power that we have is to to submit or to to hold back, and you know that you know that's Jesus right there on the cross. Like mm -hmm. he, I can't understand why a man who is part God and has all the the power in the universe he could have just killed all of those people, but or destroyed them or lightning fall or whatever. But he chose not to do that. He just chose to submit to 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 take on you know the the sin of the world in order for you know us to be, you know, saved and all that stuff. That's just, you know, my belief, but that I think is, is a powerful, you know, way to understand things. So instead of using the power that you have against someone else, whether it's your spouse, your wife, your employees, or whoever, even your church, I think some pastors even use the, 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 the Bible and, you know, the righteousness or their leadership or that power, and they use it and they use it for, they're like, once again, about agenda and all that stuff and your own purposes. And I'm just saying, be careful of that. Like, you know, that's something as I get older, I realize there's a tremendous responsibility. One day I will give an account of my life. I will give an account of everything that I did. And if I stand before my savior, my Lord, and whom I call God, I, I cannot, you know, live this life where I, you know, harm people, hit people over the head, like, mm -hmm. and then, you know, tell everybody submit to me. I'm right. I'm right. I'm right. As I get older, I'm realizing, you know, I don't need to be right. You know, right. Being right is not always the best, mm -hmm. like and falling back. And it's part of that spirituality is once again, that, that humbling, that grateful understanding and gratitude and all that stuff. Um, that's all part of it. And that's part of my journey, my my spiritual journey. And for me, it's it's reaped so much benefits, Rich, like 
you know, <clears throat> like I said, my life is completely turned around from what it was in the past and the future and my purpose is bright and I want to do even more types of, um, you know, uh, ways to help people and to make this world a better place. And in order for me to do that, I'm realizing that as I, you know, less of me, more of something, and this is for me, a spirituality, it's allowing every area of my life, whether it's my marriage or my, you know, like being a parent or, you know, being a business owner, it's excelled and it's done well. And yet I'm not perfect. And I realize every day, oh, I wish I can, you know, be a better father to my son, uh, be a better husband. And it's just continual, continual hunger and this growth. And um, yeah. Um, so what, what are some ways that our audience, some, some tools our audience can take home that'll help them develop their spirituality on a daily basis. I mean, since it's beneficial to all these areas right, right, of your right, life. Right. Mm -hmm. um, okay. So if you have a religion, then connect to it. I think religion is a, it's a, it's a very good medium in order for you to connect to becoming spiritual, can right? I pipe so, in something with that? What? Can I just pipe yeah. something in there? Yeah, Sorry, go ahead. Just so you know, resilience, studies of building resilience people show right. that if you are part of a spiritual group and right. connected to at least eight people in that group, then mm -hmm. you are going to weather things mm -hmm. like a pandemic so much right. better than if you're part of a group and not connected or not part of a group at all. So How I many times I, did I call you? Like, you know what I'm saying? Right, right. And um, keep, keep and going. What else you got for us? I, I, you're right. Absolutely right. Let's just really break it down and make it simple. But whatever faith that, you know, you have, connect to it because it's a great medium for you to stay grounded and allow that spirituality to grow. If you don't have any type of spirituality, there's also many types of like, you know, like, come on, nowadays, even my, my iPhone tells me to like, you know, breathe or to, to meditate and to do stuff. There's this like tremendous sense of like mental, um, you know, like uh, health and getting into a good space, a good energy. I'm going to be honest with you, like all that stuff, Rich, is kind of like, you know, like a mirror image of the gospel and God and everything. And like people think Disney movies are so great, but they're just a reflection of the Bible, like as in like the story of, you know, whatever. So what I'm saying is whatever you call it in your vocabulary, it doesn't matter, but connect to a source that's greater than yourself because you yourself can it's being alone. And thinking that somehow you're gonna like charge yourself and do all that, you can't. Uh, my iPhone, no matter how much it wants to update, it cannot update without my permission. And I think like there needs to be someone greater who's control, like you know, who's who's kind of like you know helping you to 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 connect to that source. Because in that source, or reading a book, reading the Bible, uh, listening to um, you know meditative music or worship music, if that's what you like, whatever it is connect yourself to something that's better or whole or positive so that you can be challenged to something. But I'll say this, like even spirituality though, I could be watching Avenger movie. I was, tell, I was telling you this all the day, but like I could be watching Avengers and I can still see the gospel. I can see like how God is trying to speak to me. So God or this, this universe or this, whatever it is, is communicating to you all the time. Are you open to it? Like, are you, do you take the time to listen to that? Like it's taking that time, you know, um, you know, like, you know, like there's been so many leaders who've told us this, but connect to something that's greater than yourself. Yeah, um, connect yeah. to something positive. Uh, be with a group of people that, you know, you can be accountable to. Spirituality grows within that, right? Because when I tell you about what I'm learning or what spiritual things that I've discussed or I've, I've you know, uh, um, I've realized then, you know, we kind of, you know, share with each other and we both grow. So having that group, 
um, having a counselor. If you're in a, in a deep, you know, like hole and you just don't know where to go, you need someone to kind of show you the way out of that darkness. And I think, you know, those are just such simple ways, but there's so many things to that. Of course, you, you can go deep into like how to do that. But to be honest, the methodology is not in, as important as, you know, you doing something. Um, it's like when you're super overweight and you want to like try to, you know, get healthier again and you work out. Any movement is good. Do you get what I'm trying to say, Rich? Maybe like so. any movement is good. Yeah, you know, maybe. go for a walk for five minutes, but then it'll grow to 10 minutes or yeah. it'll lead to you getting a treadmill and you run in or do something, but just begin something and that's going to help. Um, if yeah. you need help, you know, we got, you know, we got you and, you know, me and resources everywhere. They can ask questions and we can kind of help guide them along. And uh, that's why we're called to be pastors, right? Like, you know, we're not, it's a, it's a calling. It's not. That's a, why you were called to be a pastor. Yes. Yes. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. Like, I, I kind of believe that we're all as human beings called to be someone who takes care of other people. And if you want to call that a pastor, that's what I would call a pastor. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much. So I'm going to ask you the question I ask everyone at the end of the sure. show, which is, mm -hmm. what is the legacy you want to leave behind? Oh, gosh, my name doesn't need to be on that legacy. Um, of course, as a human being, I have desires to have my son do something great or pass that down. But even that... I've come to the point where, you know, that is not as valuable as it used, what it used to be in the past. Um, as I become more and more spiritually enlightened and as I grow, I realize one of the greatest impact you can have is going to be something that no one's going to know about. Um, it's, it's like, you know, you donating to a child, like, and, you know, in another, you know, like halfway across the world and, you know, that kid will grow up one day and, you know, when they go to college or something, they'll remember, you know what, there was a family that took care of me that sponsored me and, you know, like, now I have a great life. Uh, I sponsored a kid in uh, Africa and uh, Malawi, actually. And um, I didn't know this, but uh, he was actually like a, <clears throat> a son of like, uh, you know, a tribe leader or, you know, someone important. And uh, later on, he became some sort of a prince and stuff. And, uh, you know, he, you know, email, I mean, he, he sent me a letter and told, said how much like he appreciated and us, you know, being in his life and helping him to whatever, but it was all him. It was all God taking care of that through me. But like, I, I don't think the legacy is going to have my name on it. It's not going to be like, you know, oh, because my name is not that important. You know, who I am is not because what I stand for will continue to go forth. Like, uh, I think there will always be good leaders coming up because even within our friendship, we're, you know, mentoring people younger than us. Uh, they will take over the mantle and they will do well. So I think long as like this idea of, you know, I just want to be a really positive, good force on this earth, not just be someone who has the title of you know, religious leader and tries to like absorb and take everything from people. I just don't, I don't think that's the way for me. God has just never allowed me to take from others so that I can, you know, become more like it's always been like God gives to me so that I can, you know, share and give to others. I think that for me is, is a great legacy, just continually, just continuing to just sow seeds and just give and give and um, nothing with my name on it. It doesn't need to have anything for my glory. Everything just needs to just be for the betterment of this earth, um, you know, society and everything else, you know, I think that would be a great legacy. Uh, Love it. Yeah. <laughs> I want to be a prince. I want to be the fresh prince of Pelham. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, yeah. Um, it was a pleasure speaking with you. Uh, you know, it's it's different from just talking on the phone and then us, you know, formally doing this. But it's been fun. If you ever uh, invite me again, I'll be happy to do so. Cool. And, um, you know, 
I wish the, um, the best for all of the people who will be watching this. And I hope that he can help a lot of different people or at least spark the conversation about what spirituality is. And, you know, I might not have it all together, but that's okay. But if the conversation starts and someone says, well, that's not spirituality, but this is great. Now you can share that and let's continue to communicate within the community and in that space and allow, you know, more enlightenment and growth and, you know, intelligence and all that stuff to just prosper. So that'll be great. I wonder if any of us has it all together. Uh, we, if anyone does, stay away. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Stay away. All right. Have a great day and thank you so much. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for having me and thank you to everyone. Mm -hmm.